I want to just take a moment um, briefly to share with you something. Uh, for those of you that were there last Thursday night, uh, you heard me preach. Those of you that watched, you heard uh, me preach. I'm not going to re-preach that message. I am going to share a couple of things from that. But also God showed me something new today that I want to share with you just briefly to build your faith. So if you have your Bibles, would you join me in the book of Joshua chapter 5? Joshua chapter 5, verse number 9. Somebody say amen. amen. I don't know if this was being used, Donnie, but it was on, so it's probably battery dead. But anyway, I turned it off. So <clears throat> Joshua 5, verse 9. And the Lord said unto Joshua, this day, everybody say this day. <laughs> this day. Have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off you? Wherefore, the name of that place is called Gilgal unto this day. And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at even in the plains of Jericho. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover, unleavened cakes and parched corn on the selfsame day. And the manna ceased on the morning after they had eaten the old corn of the land. Somebody say, the manna ceased. Neither had the children of Israel manna anymore, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. For just a few moments, I just simply want to share with you this thought. The reproach is rolled away. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your anointing. Lord, thank you for your spirit. Now I pray you would bring our thoughts together, unite us together for your holy purpose, and work through us tonight in the name of Jesus. I come against the spirits of apathy, false doctrine and traditionalism, and stubbornness. I call you out in the name of Jesus, and I declare you are brought down and destroyed over this entire state by the word of the Lord, by the blood of the Lamb, and by the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said amen. amen. <clears throat> the word reproach means scorn or contempt or harsh words. It took God one day to get them out of Egypt, but 40 years to get Egypt out of them. And the reason was, was because they had a servant or slave mentality, not a son mentality. And so it took 40 years for the reproach to be rolled away, but the day that they would no longer be eating the manna and would eat the corn, that was the day God rolled the reproach away. He rolled the harsh words away, the scorn, the contempt, and changed the dynamic of Israel forever. You see, in, they, want, they went from wilderness wandering to promise possessing. They went from a measured mindset to a multiplied mindset. Everything in the wilderness was measured. You could only take so much manna each day, and to take any more would bring rot to it. But in the promised land, it was abundance. Oh, hallelujah. It was a land flowing with milk and honey. It was more than you could store up. You could take as much as you wanted. Amen. 
And so what God is saying to the church of Omaha, what God has said to the entire Nebraska district is that he is rolling or has rolled the reproach away and we are now promised possessors. We are now a multiplied mindset and we are sons of God filled with his spirit. Amen? Again, it's a shift, not a season. It's, it's permanent and not temporary. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Today I was speaking to one of my mentors. In fact, I spoke by text to uh, Pastor Kenny, Bishop Stoops, and uh, Bishop Emery. And uh, Bishop Emery called me today and gave me a prophetic word over the phone as we spoke. By the way, he greets you, Shannon, and says, Yay, Lord. Amen. And uh, I greeted him and his wife. That goes way back to caribou days. Amen. Brooklyn, where is she? She was in here a minute ago. Anyway, she don't even remember. But anyway, wonderful time with them. And by the way, their brother Emery is going to be coming back to uh, Omaha, hopefully this year, if not next year. But I was speaking to him, and he gave me a prophetic word. And, and the Lord then took that word and put something into my spirit even deeper, and I want to share that with you again. I'm watching the time because we're about to pray here, and I've got plenty of pens and paper. We're going to write some names, but if, you, if you're following with me, I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 15. Ephesians 1, 15. When you get it, say, I've got it. <clears throat> You're still turning. You're still scrolling. Got it over here. Got it back over there. I got it in that corner. He's God in the amen corner. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Everybody good? We, we in Ephesians 1? All right, got it? Get it? Got it? Good. Here we go, Ephesians 1.15. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. By the way, I feel that way about you as your pastor. Just want you to know. Amen. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And by the way, I pray that for every one of you, that you would have that spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge. And I also pray, verse 18, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And I also pray, verse 19, what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and watch this and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now we know that this is not speaking of duality. There's not two gods. There's not three gods. This is metaphorical symbolic language of the authority that Christ now has having died and purchased our salvation. But notice the next verse. You ready? Somewhat above most principality. Is that not what it says? Okay. Let me clean my glasses off and look at that one more time. Hold on. Now, how many of you know that we wrestle not against, but against powers and... Right, right. Okay, so let me read that verse again. You ready? Verse 21. Far above all principality and power... And might, not somewhat above, not slightly above, God is far above all the, watch this, and every name 
that is name. That's why COVID couldn't topple God's kingdom. That's why governments can't topple God. That's why communism can't. Mm, that's why atheism can't. Come on. That's why cancer can't. Oh, come on, somebody. That's why debt can't. Oh, hallelujah. Every name that is named, but not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. He's got all power in the future. Oh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. And watch this. And hath put how many things? All things under his feet. All right, so wait, wait, wait a minute. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Now keep reading, chapter 2, verse 1. And you, everybody say, that's me. Hath he quickened, that means to be made alive, that's, that's the new birth experience. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. By the way, all of those, he's far above all of them, remember? And all those names, right? Among whom we also... Uh, excuse me, among whom also we all had our conversation times past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by the nature of the children of wrath, even as others. But somebody say, but God. But God, who is rich in mercy, we just sang about it, rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when or while we were dead in our sins, he quickened us together with Christ by grace you are saved. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't read ahead of me. Christ is seated in heavenly places far above all principality, power, and might, right? Watch. And hath raised us up together and made us sit in together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Romans 16 says he puts all things under our feet. It's not, listen, if it's under his feet, it's under our feet. If he's far above all principality, we are far above all principality. I've come to declare boldly, there's not an ism, there's not anything, heaven or hell, that can stop God's church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? All right. I quoted Romans 16, 20. I want you now to go with me to Luke chapter 10, 19. This is after the disciples, the apostles have come back. They've seen great miracles take place. Watch this. 10, 19. You there? Everybody got it? Okay, here we go. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on. That means to walk on, to step on. Satan belongs under my feet. If he's in your ear talking, he's in the wrong place. You see those little cartoons with the white angel on one shoulder and the red devil on the other? Uh-uh. That's false. That's wrong. It's bad. It's bad theology. If the devil's on your shoulder, he's in the wrong place. He belongs under your feet. Squish him like the cockroach he is. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Sorp uh, serpents strike with their mouths, their tongues, their fangs. Scorpions strike with their tails. So heads or tails, the church wins. 
Okay? In other words, heads I win, tails the devil loses. I mean, either way, I win. Are you there? Okay? Watch this. And over most of the power of the enemy. And these glasses tonight. I don't know what's wrong with them. Hold on just one second. There we go. Okay. Okay, here we go. And over, oh, there it is, all the power of the enemy. And watch this. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Far above all principality, we're seated with him. But now watch, watch. The next verse. Because sometimes we don't always read this when we're getting all hyped up and preaching real good. Notwithstanding in this rejoice, not that the spirits are subject unto you. But rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Why did Jesus say that? First of all, he makes the subjection of devils almost a footnote. Oh, by the way, yeah, of course, yeah, the devils are subject to you. Yeah, that's, that's a given. Right? It, it's almost like some of the habitual things we do. We tie up our laces or we put the keys in or, you know, we put the left shoe on and the right shoe. It, it, it's, it's all, well, of course, yeah, yeah, of course you pour milk on your cereal, yeah, yeah. That's what he's saying there. That's, that's the, 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 the style he's speaking. In other words, what he's telling us is, well, yeah, of course your, your demons are subject to you. You have my authority. Watch. But rather rejoice that your names are written. Why? Because the devil's isn't. Oh, you missed it. So I'll say it again over here this time, over here. Ready? So here's what happens. See, the devil comes against us. Lying to us about our past, telling us we're not worthy, telling us we can't do it, telling us we're not good enough. Paul was better, Esther was better, all this. But guess what? In the hands of the author and finisher, our names are written, but Satan's isn't. Oh. So, so when the devil wants to try to say, well, you're defeated, your church will never grow, your ministry will never flourish, blah, 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 blah. Oh, by the way... <laughs> Devil, guess what? <laughs> You're not written the Lamb's book of life. According to Revelation, you spend eternity in the lake of fire and are tormented forever. You know? See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Right? So watch this. Tonight when we pray, we're going to pray as promised possessors. We're going to pray as sons. We're going to pray as a multiplied mindset of people. Are you with me? Let me explain what I mean by the difference in sons and servants because Paul also said he's a bondservant. So let me just explain that dichotomy real quick. When I say servant mentality, I'm talking about the Egyptian servant mentality where, oh, if we, if we only would go back and have the leeks and onions. Okay? It, it's going back to that measured mindset, that that. You know, just tell me what to do, and I'll get up at 8 a.m., and I'll go to bed at 6. Yes, sir. No, sir. Okay. But a son is the heir. Our children understand it because every service, bar none, at least three or four of them are coming up and asking me before church starts, can I have candy? And by golly, if the office is not locked, they're in there getting it on their own. And when their parents say to me, did he ask? I'm like, well, sort of. But I give him my permission. I'm the bishop. So there we go. Why? Because they have a son mindset. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? 
the Bible says to boldly approach the throne of grace that we may find help in the time of need. God's not wanting us to come up and say, well, Lord, if you don't mind, please, I'm just, you know, just one little, you know, minus, you know. No. Boldly approach the, th- we are sons and daughters of God. And that's how we're going to pray tonight. So here's what we're going to do. If we fill up these, we got 200 blue chairs. If there's enough names on all 200 of these, we're going to bring in some of the white chairs. We can add 125 chairs in here. Amen. So there's going to be pins all over here. There you go. Plenty of pins. Grab yourself a pin, okay? And I'll spread this paper out, okay? Put some more pins over here. There we go, okay? And we got more of these. I got about 20 of these reams. I promise you, we got enough paper, okay? Uh-oh, exactly. Polly Wally, you know it, buddy. Amen. Are you ready? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down names of coworkers, names of, of loved ones, names of friends and family, people you're talking to, reaching to. 90 Bible studies have been taught this year. If you've taught one of them, write their names down. Amen. And I want you to then put them on a chair. Now, you might have to move around because some of you that are bunched up together, you might have to go find an empty row somewhere. But we're going to fill these chairs up. I know it's crazy, but so is marching around walls. I know it's crazy, but so is fishing for taxes and, and getting your coin out of the fish's mouth. Amen. I know it's crazy, but so is spitting in mud and putting in a man's eyes. And so we're going to get a little crazy tonight, uh, and we're going to have some crazy faith, some audacious faith, like Brother Keck preached about Sunday, and we're going to pray with expectation that angels are being sent to these names. All right? Amen. Now, it is 727. I think we can feel the rest of this time until 8 o'clock before the praise team practices with some prophetic praying. All right? I believe we can do that. I believe we can do more than just a five minute, oh, in the name of Jesus, and then go get a hamburger. All right? So I want you to get ready with me right now. Lord, prepare our hearts. Prepare our minds. Prepare our spirits, Lord. Prepare us, oh God, in the name of Jesus, to think of those who you want us to write down. Some are already coming. Thank you. Amen. God, lay these names on our heart. God, give us wisdom and boldness. Let us pray with authority as sons of God. Let us pray with wisdom and understanding in who we are, with a multiplied mindset. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. We pray it and believe it. We speak it. We declare it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. When you write their names down, put each one of them on a different chair and begin to pray for them. And when you're done praying with your names, go find somebody else and pray for their names. Amen. I've got a playlist. Brother, go ahead and play it. Live stream. I love you. We're going to go ahead and stop the live stream. Amen. Play that playlist if you will. And we're going to pray and worship in Jesus' name.